everybody. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Cape Crisis. Ooh. With great podcast comes great responsibility. This is true. To podcasts. And beyond? No. And I'm your host, Hi, Henry everybody. Gilbert. I'm Chris Antisto. We have, we have who else? Uh, this is Brad Elston. And who else? Nightcrawler, Colossus, Cyclops, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler, Dazzler, 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 I love podcasts, and I like comic books. Mm-hmm. And um, for the longest time, I've kind of, you know, thought about doing one. Because there are other comic book podcasts out there, but I, uh, they always left me wanting. And yes. So so you think you're better than everyone? Ooh. Well, yes, I definitely am. Hey, that's, no, that's, why I, I, that's why I sought out to make a video game podcast, for real. Like, I thought they were all fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, is this explicit? What are we doing? This, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Fuck yeah. Well, this is, yeah, this is, so, fortunately, on the Laser Time Network, there was space for me to give a try to a comic book podcast. This mm-hmm. the first episode. might be different from other future ones mm-hmm. in some ways. Still figuring things out, but... I think you got a good framework this Cape Crisis. Cape Crisis. Yeah. Which Boy, just sounds uh, like a location to me. You guys ever, you guys I, ever, I like it because it does sound like a location. You ever been down to Cape Crisis? Well, I wanted Sooner or later we should get that domain, but until then, where can people, uh, what's the domain people can find? Hulkdick.com. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically forced upon you. I well, wanted that to be the uh, name of the show, and man, I bought this, that uh, URL. We spent an hour trying to find a name for this podcast, and I wish we recorded it because it yeah, was like, some of the funniest shit. Dude, okay, wait. Okay, now that people, like, this will have its own forum in the Lazy Time Podcast forums. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys wanted foil variant. Foil variant. Fuck foil variant. You didn't get it. Oh yes, I did it. get it. But it doesn't mm-hmm. make. I don't know. It's just. It's just. Yeah, that's a word from comics. What does Cape Crisis mean? I don't know. Cape Crisis can mean a lot of things. It's a location. It's next to Corpus Christi, and it's wonderful in the summer. And capes are associated with superheroes. They're not just associated with the fucking shadow nowadays. Like it's just superheroes. As are crises and crises. Crisis. Cri- uh, Cape Crisis with the right font will say exactly what you need to say. Fucking foil variant. If I thought it was anything other than a comic book reference, I would never, ever click on it or listen to it. Well, well we so anyway. Well, then we don't want you listening. God! I'm never going to do All anything. Right. So this podcast, yeah, I uh, normally, uh, I, I think I want the format we can talk more about, like, uh, current po- things going on in the comic book world, mm-hmm. but I wanted to start off just talking about, like, why I love comic books and why I been a fan for so for so long and how i started being a fan uh for me uh my like uh before i turned 10 or so like mm-hmm. i would pick them up at the store like you know when grocery shopping with my mom and but who, who and got then, you into comics though what where was your first well it was when i was in well first time i actually read a real comic i was mm-hmm. like 10 years old fourth grade mm-hmm. and like a friend brought to school uh, Spider-Man 16. So your gateway was Spider-Man. It definitely was. Well, oh, I always that's like, the, uh, that's the Ghost Rider Hobgoblin crossover. Uh, oh, wait, no, no, no. No, no, no. 16 is, is the sideways. The sideways issue. issue. Yeah. Sideways. That's, the sideways. No. Here's why I said that. I mean, let me, give my, okay. let me get my cred back. Spider-Man 6 and 7 uh, are the... Uh, uh, yeah. Is that when he puts on the black costume? Again? No, no, no. That's thirteen. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it's the that's the Hobgoblin Ghost Rider crossover six and seven. Uh-huh. But then Ghost Rider had sixteen and seventeen, which was another Hobgoblin okay. Ghost Rider continuing the Demogoblin story. That's why I said it. I'm sorry. I tried to type in uh, Spider Man sixteen to Google, mm-hmm. and I got an Amazon link to Spider Man bike sixteen inch wheels. Yep. Man, that basket. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, I probably put one of those together sometimes. They have little Spidey head training wheels. But so yeah. I always like uh, like thought the character Spider Man looked cool, but I never really gave time to read a comic. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think at the time, like Todd McFarlane's style of art was just flashy enough to like drag me in. And, and then well, especially I when he's dick- drawing superheroes and people in costumes, it's all very cool. But yeah, it's like yeah. when he starts drawing civilians and people, they all got to look so weird that. Mm-hmm. I still like his style, but yeah, when he draws Spider-Man, it just looks incredible. But it I, wasn't I, a just a new issue, so it was uh, right after it came out was then pretty much that rolled right into Spider-Man's 30th anniversary, which gives me a perfect time frame to know how long I've been reading comics for real because Spider-Man is turning 50 this year. So really? Two decades straight, and like uh, 
I remember next was Amazing Spider-Man 363, the first Carnage, or the third part to yeah, the first Carnage 361 story. was the first appearance, I think. And then uh, then right went right into 365, which was the big Amazing Spider-Man 30th anniversary one. It was, and and from there I kind of was mostly just a Spider-Man person, and then I started to like branch out, expand and branch out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then what? Like, what were your earliest comic book reading memories, guys? Oh, mine, I, I can credit my friend um, Ryan in the fifth grade, my friend Ryan Uberman, which mm. I think it, in itself means Superman in German. Doesn't it? Other um, man or yeah, something like that. Uh, sort of. Yeah, he got me He got me reading uh, comics. Like, he and his brother were, like, completely into them and, like, oh, I could sit down for 20 minutes and enjoy the fuck out of these. And he got me into mainly the uh, Avengers, uh, the Avenger ca- Avengers characters. Oh, really? Primarily, yeah. Like, who's like, on the team then? Uh, well, Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor. Oh, like, okay. I know we were That's really big, big on. And, oh, and Ant Man. I'm just fucking kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm so uh, probably Wonder spot, Man but... and Scarlet Witch and a little, a little bit of Scarlet Witch. Oh God, I hate Vision. I have Vision number one, by the way. If anybody wants to buy that for ninety nine wow. cents, he got me into that. And, and Fantastic Four, which I don't. I'm glad I know that history because mm-hmm. I think they're an important comic, and I'm allowed to complain when they star in terrible movies. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I like that because he liked that, and I, on my own, I discovered Spider-Man, and I, I've said that before on a couple of podcasts. Like, I don't know what instantly appealed to me about Spider-Man, but it was I'd come home with a stack, and that was the one that was always cracked open first. Fantastic Four has always been a really hard sell to like when I've tried to tell people like, no, really, Fantastic Four is good. Like, they it can be. There are yeah. there are good portions of it. They're great. They have a great uh, like fascinating storylines and milestones in the past. In the that Ultimate stuff, I think one of you guys gave me was fantastic. Or yeah, ultimate, a, ultimate Fantastic Four starts pretty strong. Yeah, and peters well, out. Pretty oh, quick. The, the Doom Shanty Town. Yeah, you know, we didn't like that one. Well, that yeah. was fine. Like, I, I got think a little better when Miller took over, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I generally liked it till like the '40s or something, and I started kind of losing it. I don't want to throw out all my anecdotes of, about comic books because I have a really big gap about the time um, right before I moved out here and started hanging out with you guys. Mm-hmm. I started reading again uh, well, a lot of DC stuff, but fucking Rom. Rom, I would go through the the budget comics. Um, Those were definitely in like, yeah. You mean like, like the quarter bin? Yeah, and like I have a ton of ROMs, dude. I love stupid ass ROMs. Space Knight. Yeah, ROM yeah. the Space Knight. Yeah, haven't he? He made a brief cameo recently in an Avengers comic. Ooh, like, maybe just that as, much closer to getting in a Capcom fighting game. <laughs> well, Brad, what was one of your I, like? How did you get into them? Uh, I actually remember seeing. Uh, well, what definitely that I specifically remember mm-hmm. was that first series of Marvel trading cards. Mm-hmm. They just like, as things was do really when you're a little kid, things yeah. just appear in the class. Like no one knows who got them first yeah, or yeah. who showed who to mm-hmm. what. It's just all of a sudden everyone's talking about, all the boys in the class at least, they're all talking Marvel about cards. these Marvel cards. And mm-hmm. we would just sit and look. And I'm like, well, I need to go to Walmart and get some. Now you bug your parents. You go get some cards. And like every new card was discovering some new thing. Yep. And I'm just like, I don't know what Spider-Man and Venom are, but here's a card that says Spider-Man versus Venom, and both of these things look awesome. Yep. And then I, I don't know anything about them. But then you start reading the back of the cards, and it starts giving all great. this story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they like first it, appearance, power. The first level. appearance, their power, and a did you know? And then like this paragraph mm-hmm. about them, and then just throughout the cards and the way they divided up that yeah. first series, yeah. which was just heroes, villains. Famous battles. Famous battles. Teams. Yes. Like, you get this entire history of the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. yep. in one card set. In so one then, card set, but it takes you a while to get. Yeah, it took you a while to get, but it's like, you could become... Uh, like, most of what I um, know is I, just from that. I like, hang with you guys yeah. in conversations based solely off of yes. pouring over the back of no, Marvel yeah. Cars Series and those things were so well done that it's like... Yeah. It, it was like a wiki before there were wikis. You would be like, was it on the back of the card? Oh, then I, I don't know. I, when next time I go back to Florida, I have to get you a picture of the cover of my hardbound... Marvel card vault. It's like one of those, like, it's an orange sheet of paper with, like, dot matrix planets. It says Marvel cards. And then season two, I cheated and, like, uh, went. You bought a box? No, I went to the comic shop and they just had the full set already. Who had the the series one uh, Wolverine uh, hologram? I still have it. Yeah, I had that Wolverine. I had all. For season series one, I got all legit. Mm-hmm. And then Caesar series two, I just bought it's the only one I didn't have doubles of. And uh, yeah, at camp somebody stole all my like all my valuable oh, Marvel. That hurts. Cards. Yeah, that sucks. No, that happened to me a few times but, too. But then like... that that led into uh, the first time I actually read a comic was one of those thirty packs that I got at a Toys R Us or something. Like and, your choice? 
What? Your choice? Like you? No, picked no, it no. Out, like or? like at Walmart or to- oh, Toys yeah, R Us, it was just a pack of like, thirty comics. I know, yeah. but like you picked it out. Like, mom, I want this, or no. like they, it was just purchased for you. Oh, I think they just got it for. No, it, I think I saw it and was just like, oh, Spider Man's oh. on the front. I, I, I find parents people who bought you just cool shit all the time. I had that. It, I'd go to Toys R Us with my parents, and they had those like sealed plastic things that sealed. Case they're like ten comics for ten dollars. That's what it was. It was yeah. thirty comics, and then there was a Marvel grab bag of stuff. And so mm-hmm. that's what that was my first exposure to Namor, Spider Man, Avengers, Fantastic Four. Just everything was in there. And so I read every one of those issues a hundred times. And it was Amazing Spider Man three. Uh, well, the first part of Return of the Sinister Six with Electro uh, on the cover. So that's like three. It's like three thirty something. something. Yeah, three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like three thirty six or something like that. That sounds about right. Um, and then that kind of it started from there, and then those, those Marvel superheroes toys came out pretty close to that. That first yeah. line, which was Spider Man, no, Daredevil, all my Cap, memories too, yeah. Silver Surfer, and that big chunky surfboard. And like all this happened all at once, and I'm just like, they just totally like, just fell off the deep end. All just from like ninety to ninety one, just yeah, all these kind yeah. of things. And then ninety one was the Infinity Gauntlet, and then that just like sealed mm-hmm. the deal. And now I'm just completely obsessed with this stuff. Yeah, we came in at like the perfect time. That's when like the comic book boom of the and of the nineties. It was happened. the boom, but like, it was just before the boom like really took off where everything mm-hmm. was selling a million like where comics were selling yeah. a million comics. That was like ninety two. I remember my yeah. dad like invested in Marvel Comics when it went what? public. Like he and he got he had a very collectible issue which was their first like um IPO report or whatever. Wow. But it was done as a comic what? book. Like the same way like an E three Sony did it's like a it's stock reel with Little Big Planet. Yeah, similar, but this was a comic book, but then you turn a page and like oh. the Beast is saying, and Marvel's only going to be worth more money once the X Men cartoon starts airing on Fox Television. I would guess that's true. If you, I'm guessing if you got out at the right time, you probably made out pretty and well. My dad did not. It yeah. eventually it went bankrupt, went to zero, and every every stock was voided. Yep. But wow. Crazy really? to think. Yeah. Crazy to think now that uh, after like ten years after it went bad. They were starting their own movie studio and making their own films. Being bought by Disney. But is that yeah. what turned you into DC? Your dad being a uh, no. shit can by Marvel? No, I. Well, yeah, that's all another debate Marvel versus DC. But I actually but wanted. I, to, I really was like, Ant- oh, sorry, you, you take it. No, no, no. Well, I also. Uh, there was. There was. Uh, that was like childhood love of comics. But then came a time like where, uh, at least for me, mm-hmm. like I fell out of comics slightly or. Yeah, I definitely got completely out. Whenever with everyone else around ninety five, yeah, everyone but, just jumped ship. But then there came a time where I came back to them. But when with grown up comics, yeah, like yeah. I started reading things written for adults, so I still can't stop reading. You know the superhero ones too, like mm-hmm. that are for everybody. But I think it was um, what put me over the edge was when I read. Uh, well, there. So at my co- at my local mall, somebody mm-hmm. set up a comic store kiosk in the middle mm-hmm. and it was very sad it, it was a great attempt by this guy right next to the foot lotion Actually, the, uh... it, was, it was right in front of the sun coast video hey it yeah. worked there God. uh and but it lasted about four months and Aww. closed and when he closed down though he was selling all his stuff <laughs> half price yeah. and that's when i finally bought the things that wizard comet wizard magazine was telling me were the greatest comics of all time so i picked up Dark Knight Returns. I picked up Watchmen, Sin City. Did he hire one of those giant black guys like from the cons to say, all books, half off! All uh, yeah, books, yeah. Well, half off! People, that's it, it, not a group of them. Though. It's a, one guy who is at every convention. He's at who, all of them, yeah. Yeah, they, they're carnies, really, those people. The half-price book people well, no, at every I, convention. I just sort of looked at like there You see like a bunch of like feeble dudes or dudes in wheelchair or like white guys, and then they like hire... These giant bodyguard, yeah. ex football player, black guys, just local, to make sure people yeah. like you and me aren't stealing shit because I tried. Yeah, well, so then once I, uh, the the other good thing was this guy didn't care that he was selling me mature books mm. when I was fifteen or sixteen. So. Mature. Well, yeah, Sin City is yeah. an R rated book, so mm. is Watchmen. Like, so I picked those up, and that that's what got me back into comics. Where I was like, oh, this is a mature medium. This is yeah. a real thing, and that I can. Oh, yeah. Like, get cred for reading. And then I went on to read Sandman and um, The Invisibles and tons of other, like, That's... Vertigo and other books. Like, How, how did you get back, at, back into it, Elson? Uh, I, I was out of it for a lot longer. I, but around 2002, when I was mm-hmm. in college, um, this other, the same comic book store had been there since I was a kid. And it's yeah. actually in 
it moved locations, but it's still there to this day, run right, by the, the same, same story, run wow. by the same guy. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, all my, still, all still my childhood there. stores are closed. Um, yeah, really? and, and I spent so much time in that place as a little kid, and then didn't go for probably eight years. And then in college, now that my college was right next to this comic book store, I'm like, sure. I, uh, but what happened was like. Ultimate Comics had shown up, and I, mm-hmm. I wasn't paying any attention, even though I was working at Toys R Us at the time, and Ultimate Comics kind of showed up in mm-hmm. Toys R Us. That's uh, like the Like the first trades of them, or the graphic novels. Right. And I was thinking, like, I don't care, I don't, comics, whatever. But then the, this weird combination of a guy started working there that knew comics really well, mm-hmm. and he started talking about stuff. And then another one of my friends saw, like, Jimmy Kimmel or some show... And they were talking about Ultimates five and six, where Hulk goes crazy. Wow. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, when Patton Oswalt, he, like when Jimmy Kimmel first started, a comedian would be his sidekick the whole week. Mm. And two of the days Patton Os- Oswalt was there, he was dressed as Wolverine. <laughs> it's the it's still like I I didn't even find I just flipped through the channels and like he was just miserable and not talking and mm. dressed as like uh, <laughs> yellow and blue. Wolverine. I don't know if it was Jimmy Kimmel or not, but it was some in two thousand two. It was one of those shows, and somebody mm. was just talking about the comics, and then. One of my friends told me about it. And I'm like, man, that sounds awesome. So I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to go to a comic book store for the first time. Because yeah. the Marvel Legends toys had started coming out. And I'm like, the whole time I was still always buying the toys. Mm-hmm. Because the, the iconic, just the costumes and the posability mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Even when I stopped buying comics, I was buying toys the entire time. Yeah, because, well, because those first like line of Marvel superhero toys like in the early 90s, mm-hmm. those were actually like not so great. They're pretty but, basic and not great. But, but then, Toy Biz like, stepped it up crazy. Uh, like, the golden good. age for that stuff, uh, which golden age slash the death of the industry, <laughs> uh, was when Toy Biz had uh, the license for just everything Marvel. So when Marvel was starting mm-hmm. going out of business, this is probably like 96, 97, mm-hmm. when I'm not reading any comics at all. Hmm. And then uh, KB Toys... Which is now totally forget, which, which is, is now, everybody, which is now totally gone. Uh, just had three for ten, and this went on for like a year before, as they were going out of business. Three figures for ten bucks, yeah. and that's everything they ever did: mm-hmm. Spider-Man toys, the X-Men cartoon toys, Fantastic Four mm-hmm. toys, Ghost Rider, Hulk cartoons from UPN. Mm-hmm. Everything they ever did stacked to the ceiling. Yeah. Three for ten. So that's how I got every variation of Iron Man from the Iron Man cartoon. Yeah, I had most of those. I got, like, and it was just every week I would just go with fucking, like, $10 or 11 because of tax. And it's like, walk out with three figures every week or whatever. Until it closed down. Until it closed down. I had everything. and uh, But what got me to actually buy comics, so yeah, I walk in 2002. I see Ultimates 5 and 6. So I'm like, I flip through it. I'm like, you know, while I'm here, these are only, at the time, still $3 or yeah, two two twenty five. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm like, okay, I'll pick up this Ultimate Spider Man. Uh, oh, this Punisher is only like number seventeen. I'll try mm-hmm. this because it says Marvel Knights or something. Oh, yeah. which is the one so. with Wolverine and Punisher fighting midgets, and Wolverine gets <laughs> yes. run over with a steamroller. Yeah, that's from Garth Ennis's. Yeah. Uh, run. Uh, but yeah, it's um. But yeah, that that kind of got me back in, and it was all the Ultimate stuff they did. It. I was like, mm-hmm. this is totally approachable, and but then someone. I thought, you know, I want to like Daredevil because I heard there's a Daredevil movie coming out and the Spider-Man movie had just come out. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should get in on Daredevil since I never really cared or gave so a shit. you're okay with the Spider-Man movie. I, I know I was. At the time, yeah. The 2002 yeah. Spider-Man movie, yeah. yeah. I thought, it, it was we, really, were, we talked about this elsewhere, but it gets worse every time you watch it. Every time I watch it, it gets kinda worse. It kind of does. But, well, especially at the time, like in... By 2002, there mm-hmm. have been rumors of a Spider-Man movie happening oh, for, for a decade. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. With that ultimate line, also like I remember, like Marvel comics like sucked. Like they just weren't well. The written Marvel and ones made weren't, no weren't sense. Weren't, yeah, the, the X Men was impenetrable. Amazing Spider Man. I was reading, but it got into the totem stuff, and I was like, I don't like this. And um, but Daredevil was actually Daredevil and Punisher were actually totally contained, almost, telling telling really tight stories. I and called you guys yesterday because there was a big Daredevil sale at my comic store, and like, can you just recommend me a book? Like Daredevil is just like start with Bendis's run mm-hmm. yeah. and Daredevil, and then just read everything up till Diggle, and then check and then out stop them. And but that's like eighty but, issues. But Bendis, like Brubaker, they're both their runs on Daredevil are like some of the best superhero comics you will ever read. Mm-hmm. Like so, period, it's, so it's that, amazing. But that the Punisher Daredevil. and Daredevil, the Bendis Daredevil, kind of yeah. pulled you back in. They pulled me back in like really because I'm like this is. But you gave it a shot because. I just you was, never gave him a shot before. No, Daredevil. I just like he's he's cheapo Spider Man. Yeah, who, who cares? Mm. But then reading this Daredevil, it really got across the street level hero and the the hardships of that, and that ha- making his power seem incredible while also seeing well he's not Spider Man. He can't throw a car at somebody, mm-hmm. and 
he, he gets outed. And that's what the whole series was built around. Like, his, his identity is outed. Mm-hmm. And people know he's Matt Murdock. And then mm-hmm. it's about him trying to put the genie back in the bottle and figure out how to do that. Because now all the enemies are coming after him. Mm-hmm. But he's still trying to have... And just, it keeps getting worse and worse. And yeah, it's a very interesting they di- they dig, they dig a di- They dig a hole so deep that you're like, how are they going to get out? It's like the shield, practically. Oh, like, it just keeps... It just keeps getting worse for Daredevil, and you're like, "How can it get it? Whoa, it got worse." Does, and they play does it John on... Favreau appear? No, no? But they yeah. play it on such a gritty level. Too, it's, yeah, it's, it's like no, not it's like yeah, it it can't it seemingly doesn't exist in the same world as Fantastic Four. Yeah, right? and they they were it was intentional at the time. Like the mm. books were very separated. They were yeah, there was yeah. no, there were not many crossovers. There was not any mm. like notion that the Avengers even existed in this world. Yeah. So when Spider Man did show up, it was actually like only. As Peter Parker talking yeah. to him in a park because Marvel Knights like, was made to be like this other corner of the universe, like yeah. to to be. Scrutiny. Which I noticed the Ghost Rider two movie began with the Marvel Knights nope. logo. Begin- yeah, oh, it's the, the second movie to do that after War, right. after War Journal. That's, oh, War Journal. War Journal was the first oh, one. I it's like that. it's their B, it's their B movie yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. And we w- should do more of those. Yeah, we should. Like I hear nothing but great things about War Journal. We should yeah. totally watch that. Well, wait, can I say how I got into comics? Yeah, yeah. Well, as back an adult, how did you get back into comics <clears throat> as a grown up? Well, I was. I do have to thank my buddy uh, Spicules a little bit uh-huh. because at the time um, his house was overrun with like rats, worldwide <laughs> uh, or like uh, regional wide. Marvel vs. Capcom 2 fans. People who oh, played right. fighting games still. And, like, so, like, they started... I think they were they were all fighting game fans that just, eh, let's go look into the comic They spend all a, that time with Spider-Man yeah, and Sentinel. Because I think they were all out of it as well. About. And they were trying to get me back to it. And I'm like, no, that's okay. But, I mean, you know, the game's cool. And then I, I became an English major. Mm. And, um... And at that point, you're like, yeah, comic books, who cares? No, no, not at all. Like, actually, I was assigned a couple of comic books um, oh. as part of my program, or oh, a couple of graphic novels. I, Joe Sacco's Palestine, which is an awesome look at uh, Palestine mm-hmm. uh, in comic book form. I'm going to get it's, some Mouse. Um, oh, yeah, no, Mouse was definitely part of that. And then uh, Jimmy something, the smartest boy in the universe. Corrigan. Corrigan, thank you. Uh, Mike Grimm studio oh, audience. Right, Jimmy Corrigan. Uh, Jimmy Corrigan, the smartest boy in the world. And then, and then eventually, like... It wasn't part of my curriculum, but it was somehow approved that we had started discussing The Watchmen, which I had already known about, but we discussed it in class as if it was just another modern work of fiction that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I read that at my Chinese restaurant. Uh, and then something um, somebody handed me 300. Um, mm-hmm. And then I saw yeah. Sin City, which was validated. Well, at the time, 300, no, the was, movie, a, yeah, 300 yeah. was a great comic. Like I didn't know that was like part of the dude's coda. And like, Well, yeah, that's Frank Miller's gone crazy. Yeah, and then I got, it, it got me into more DC stuff. I, the stuff I was tired of with Marvel, like uh, DC, like their offshoot comics, really seemed to entertain well, yeah, me. Yeah, Vertigo. Well, if you're talking about Vertigo, Vertigo. Mm-hmm. Vertigo, like, yes, yes. Yeah, Vertigo is really just like a creator-owned imprint that mm-hmm. like, DC DC does a great job like letting them take a chance and doing their own creator on stuff, but it's not DC doesn't own it. I like that it's one because it point. takes chances. It's more interesting to read. Uh, it's usually a little nastier, and two, it doesn't really. It, it's not supposed to be part of a series that's going to keep going for ninety years and get yeah. more convoluted. It's 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 self contained. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I started I started reading there again, and then guess what? I met you guys. And uh, we just kept throwing more and more comics. Well, Brett didn't you. push it. I think Brett definitely wanted to be a uh, comics were his thing. He didn't th- he didn't demand a lot of comics on me. He gave me a couple Fantastic Fours and Spider Man. But you like we would ride the Bart every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would ride a shuttle to a a train. Guys, I, I don't want to bore you with a uh, Bay Area specific <laughs> details, yeah. but like about a, a about, lot of mass transit. About two hours extra every day I would spend with Henry and you yeah. telling me about like updating me on where these heroes were. Mm-hmm. And what they've gone through. Well, I'm telling you what like series were good and and what uh, what I was reading and what yeah, you gave me Walking Dead and yeah, I introduced I'm, you I'm to Walking Dead, dude. You know how fucking come on, give it up for uh for getting me on that train yeah. before the TV show came out, so I can have that little tiny bit of a yeah. I feel now so you're much sweet. cooler than everybody else. I am not. so far ahead of your Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah, this show that about fucking nothing. Oh, and meanwhile, right now, Might like watch that show now. Uh, right, sure. right now, there's a bunch of dead properties that I love fiercely. Uh, that have been resurrected like into great, great comics. Uh, Darkwing Duck. Oh right, is is no shit a great comic? Like I haven't read all of Ducktales yet. It's mm-hmm. okay. And then I saw right next to it was Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. I'll be buying that immediately. I saw even Gargoyles got Gargoyles by Boom by Boom Studio. Comics. Yeah. And um, comics. and then yeah, I think just this week they came out with uh, Adventure Time. 
for Kaboom. Oh, Kaboom oh I did comics. see that when I went and bought my oh, comics okay. last and, uh, week. A Planet, the Planet of the Apes comic, also by Boom, is is so oh, great. Oh, yeah, I heard it's there was... It's so great. I want to read that because I heard there's one about Dr. Zayas, so it's basically like Dr. Zayas year one. Like, oh, oh really... no, there, there's like a, a graphic novel, I think, of that. Yeah, but like yeah. the single issue ones, like... That stupid play of the... Brett, you're the only person here. You have to listen. I'm you listening. You have to help me. I'm listening. Uh, it's the only Planet of the Apes that c- actually continues the main storyline. It okay. takes place after Battle, which is part five. <laughs> part five. That is insanity. Which is, which is still an alternate reality to the yeah. first movie, but it's not part of the remake, and it's not part of the reboot, yeah, which are both different. It's continuing so, from the late 60s, I guess, right? Yeah. Or the early 70s or whatever it was. It's a little... Such a weird place. Well, yeah. all right. So that's, that's... I thought Planet of the Apes 3 and 4 were both pretty good. Mm-hmm. 5 was crap. Yeah. All right. Well, so that, I hope, gave you some idea of like how we got into comics and why yeah. we... How we're still into them now. And I like I can't I can't stop reading them or spending money on them. I'm more of a graphic novel uh, collected trade paperback reader than a single issue guy these days. I sometimes read... Um, the digital issues that come out, like yeah. I have a I have a Kindle Fire, and they they start right. putting them on there. They uh, Marvel What's is the starting, comic viewer on that thing. Uh, Comicsology, yeah, that's no Comicsology is great. Yeah, it's it's pretty good, especially mm-hmm. when you have a real tablet. I, I tried reading those DC books on my phone mm-hmm. and like just panel to panel. It, it doesn't work. But it's, it's nice not. that you still have them on both of those platforms, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, Marvel's it's supposed your, to be going day and date soon, isn't it? I or it, did it finally? I think it not? starts in March. They they've okay. been doing it with select issues yeah. for a while. Oh uh, yeah, because I've been I've hit. I've talked about this before, but I... Test, test, yes, print is dead. Uh, uh, Yeah, I've hit critical mass. working in a magazine. I've hit critical mass with where I can keep my comics. I'm, like, shedding comics to get rid of them. Well, I'm the same deal even with my trade paperbacks. Like, I just don't have bookshelves anymore. Like, I've had to expand... Mine are all in short... short Because I still buy issues. I don't Mm -hmm. buy many graphic novels at all. I buy the issues every week. And, like, uh, yeah, I'm in, like... X amount of long boxes, even more short boxes, and they're mm. just piled up, and they've got to go. And I, yeah, every and then every week I go buy more, and I'm like, I have to just either stop, or I have to get over the physical media part and get a tablet and start reading them on yeah. tablets. And I just don't know the is idea it, of getting rid of the physical comic is repulsive yeah, to I me. Can't, yeah, it's so hard. But at the right? same time, I know I literally cannot mm-hmm. have another comic in my yes. house. There is nowhere. Otherwise, to, Otherwise, you become that guy in the documentary. Like behind him is yeah. like the uh, oh, yeah. makeshift shelf and of like even, long boxes. I don't even have that much. But when I no, co- when I collect games and comics and Godzilla and Star Trek and yeah. all this, it's like and I don't have a big place because I live in the city. And so you have you have a girlfriend, which is also detrimental to collecting all this stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. it's rude to take up all this space with a bunch of junk. Like, I was going for a sexist joke, but if you want to move beyond that, that's okay. Yeah, I was being respectful. All right, and she all has right. her own stuff she all would right. like to keep around. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, uh, but when we come back, uh, speaking of Ghost Rider 2, like we were, uh, we're going to talk about that movie that Brett and I both saw, and then comic book guilty pleasures in general. Mm. Okay, we'll be right back. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to the uh, first episode of Cape Crisis, the uh, new bi-weekly podcast on uh, the Laser Time Network. You can find us uh, more information about it on hulkdick.com. Yes, hulkdick.com. That's really the name. It's a bi-weekly show all about comics and love of comics and all the bullshit around comics. And in this week's episode, we asked you a question that we would love to hear your responses to in the Laser Time forums. So head over there and uh, give us your response. You can find that forums on lasertimepodcast.com. And uh, also, you know, review us on iTunes, guys. Those reviews really help. Uh, We'll be on iTunes momentarily if we're not already when you're listening to this. So five stars, you know, if you want. I I would like it. Five stars. So, And we encourage you to donate to lasertimepodcast.com. It's uh, it's hard to keep these free every week, and anything you can help with is greatly appreciated. Those donations keep podcasts like Laser Time, VG Empire, and the brand new Cape Crisis alive. So thank you for any support. 
Oh, and I look forward to your feedback. Please comment on it. And it's on HulkDick.com, or you'll find it on LazyTimePodcast.com. Excelsior! Hey, welcome back to Cape Crisis, episode one, The Secret Origin. <laughs> Secret Origin. Well, we should say, is this, what, going to be bi-weekly? Yeah, this is a bi-weekly other... podcast, uh, which is uh, is exciting to me because Spider-Man and a lot of comics had bi-weekly events in the early 90s. I remember mm-hmm. the Spider-Slayer storyline, which was a six-month, or six-issue-long bi-weekly event. Like, it was so nice getting... Amazing Spider-Man every other week instead of every four weeks. Like, are they still doing all the web spectaculars and amazings? Those are all gone. Yay. Yeah, the, there now is a new one called Avenging Spider-Man, which uh, with art by Joe Madureira. Madureira. He was the, the guy. Wait, the I, Dark Siders. That's what I was with. really reading a lot of Spider. Did you have a least favorite Spider-Man at a spectacular web? And- oh, Web was well, always Web. Good. Well, was no, Web was intentionally supposed to be the weird one, yeah. like with all uh, the. It was also like the low rung. It had like the worst artist on it. Well, yeah, it was mm-hmm. like the it was like the starting grounds for your Spider-Man. I, would, cred. I, I don't like, even I, remember why. Like I've never looked. Well, because it never got now. any heavy. Like you never saw Venom or Goblin or mm-hmm. any of these people show up. Like if and you nothing- wanted, the it was always amazing. And then there was a brief period where spectacular started to kind of. Get yeah. its own big cred in the night and the early in the eighties, especially mm-hmm. uh, spectacular Spider-Man. Uh, mm-hmm. what the black costume era got a lot of stuff going on. In that. Yeah, uh, got a lot of the all new, all daring mm-hmm. Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man. And then they started Sensational Spider-Man, which For the uh, Ben Riley went stuff. and out. Yeah, and then there was Marvel Knight Spider-Man. They created for Mark bad. Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the uh, but Amazing was always number one. Then they they decided why have Amazing in two other books. Just cancel those two other books and just mm-hmm. publish Amazing three times a month. But it took a lot of planning and stuff. But but anyway, so last night, uh, Brett and I and uh, some this, pals, weekend. this weekend. I, I'm glad I wasn't invited. <laughs> yeah, I texted I think, you three times. I was asleep. I'm or sorry, for you nine were hours in the day. Uh, something weird's happened to me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we <laughs> went. And, uh, we went and saw the brand new Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance movie, mm-hmm. the uh, Nicolas Cage starring sequel to one of the most boring <laughs> films ever. Like, I have not seen the first Ghost Rider. The first Ghost Rider kind of sucks. No, uh, it's, kinda, it's it definitely terrible. Sucks. It definitely sucks. Like I, I Ghost Rider. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Ghost Rider. I got mm-hmm. into him uh, in the aforementioned time period that I laid out. Um, in the early 90s. Uh, that's not too far after Ghost Rider was reborn as Danny Ketch in the 90s with the, mm. with the modern look with the spikes and the leather. And well, the, Johnny Blaze see, is I, like a bounty hunter. Johnny Blaze shows up around issue 14, 13, somewhere in there. But like Ghost Rider, I was in from like the beginning. I, like, thought, I thought he looked badass. And every time I bought like a Ghost Rider issue, I'm like, no, you got uh, like Ghost Rider. Uh, I loved it when he appeared in other things. Yeah, that was he, always very exciting. Ghost Rider, like the '90s Ghost Rider, number one through like let's say mm-hmm. twenty-five. So the first two years. The first two years yeah. is like one continuous story, mm-hmm. and it's really good. Really, and mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I mean, it's good now in the in '90s comic sense. Yeah. But like as a kid reading it, I was like, this, this is awesome, mm-hmm. and uh, it got dumb after that, and it be it. It suffered from all the usual '90s stuff, which was Ghost Rider cameoed in absolutely everything. Yeah. Ghost Rider and yeah. Darkhawk teaming up to fight who knows what, and <laughs> nobody cares. The whole That's Rise true. of the Midnight Suns thing started, which was like this huge crossover no one wants to read. Yeah, that, and it just got way out of hand. And Ghost Rider and Venom and Spirits of Vengeance, Spirits of Ven- they had a spinoff book with Ghost Rider and Blaze called Spirits of Vengeance. Yeah, but it's, it's like crazy to think there were two Ghost Rider books. We don't need two books. Ghost Rider books. So yeah, it goes. Just, it goes on. I do appreciate that it's Ghost Rider and like it's keeping with the theme of letting you know by the title exactly what this hero is. Yeah, there is yeah. a Spider Man, yeah. a Batman, well, was, and a Ghost Rider. Yeah. Well, Ghost Rider was one of the like um, you can look at who are the popular Marvel characters mm-hmm. today and. You get almost all of them like cut off at like 1968. After 1968, there weren't Pretty that much, many. Yeah. Uh, but the 70s had Wolverine, mm-hmm. Punisher, and Ghost Rider. Those were the three big 70s characters. Absolutely. I remember they had and, a little bit more grit to them than the other characters. But, uh, yeah, definitely like they were darker, stabbier, shootier. Stabbier. 
Um, and and from hell when they could also like <laughs> that was also a big change too in the early 70s mm-hmm. the comics code loosened enough that you could talk about demonic things mm-hmm. and and uh, spirits demonic of vengeance voice. yeah but so now they finally get back to making a Ghost Rider sequel which probably just should have never happened but um, Nicolas Cage Starred in the last one, which was just uh, just garbage, and you never saw him dressed as he very rarely appeared as Ghost Rider. I, li- I so, like that. The, the, um, the best thing about that last Ghost Rider movie is the PSP game. That's how bad uh, the movie is. That yeah. game wasn't even that good. No, I'm, the it's game, the best thing out of it. The game yeah. is a Ghost. It's a God of War clone as Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. and it's not. Yeah, it's it's okay. So in Ghost Rider Two that we saw last night, it oh, was the Crank still, Fellas, directed by the Crank guys. Though it's them at PG thirteen. Yeah, th- there were there are lots of points where they're like pushing the boundary of PG thirteen, mm-hmm. and and in it, like uh, there's some there is some bad acting. There's some stuff well, where yeah. you just go like, boy, it this stars is Nicolas shitty. Cage. It's and still Nicolas Cage, but it basically... Ha, 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 yeah. oh. oh, you'll get, you'll get oh, that. Thank oh, God. yeah. There's, there, a, there's one scene where he's interrogating a dude that you're like, here we go. I want yeah. it to be this most cagey. And there was a great scene where he's like, I have to break myself, turn in the Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but he shakes his head at the and, screen, looking right there, at the lens. There, there are bees everywhere. One uh, of my favorite scenes is he does talk about bees. bees, though, where like... <laughs> This little kid is looking sad no. that his that he's not getting affection mm-hmm. from somebody else, and so understandable. He Nicholas Cage like lightly touches his hair, and the kid like recoils, like "What are you doing?" And then Nicholas Cage goes, "There's a bee in your hair. It is gone now." Yeah, no, but like again, this is the case where the reviews are like all in the toilet. Yeah, and they say they say it's boring and it's it's wasted point, opportunity, wasted opportunity. And it's like I don't disagree that it could have been better yeah. with with the cast. They you, said the same thing about Crank and Crank because one got, and two are brilliant. They're brilliant movies, and you've mm-hmm. got you've got Idris Elba, you've got uh, mm-hmm. Nibbling Taylor directing, uh, and like the. Um, uh, the the Ghost Rider is creepy. Like he's, he's well realized. He's like, he's done he's, well. I like his suit looking the way it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, like he's seeing the like the leather burble on yeah. him. Yeah, and but. he's done well. Like the the first movie was just stupid. It like it. Mm-hmm. He's hardly ever Ghost Rider in the first movie, and when he is, there's like no battle. And even yeah. this one, my my biggest criticism in the new one, because like the other stuff, it's like. You're going to criticize the acting in a Ghost Rider movie, like it's it's silly. Like no one, everyone, everyone here is just like, "Yep, give me the line," mm-hmm. and that's it. But like, the, as far as a comic book goes, I still don't see Ghost Rider really kicking ass. You see him yeah. fight. You, you see him fight more, but he's just so overpowered to fight thugs. Yeah, that the only villain that he gets in the movie is Blackout, who is a character mm-hmm. from the comics. They give him mm-hmm. some powers he doesn't really have, but. And then also, and but then the, so then they actually have a fight. Yeah, and when they when they have the fight, it's on a series of moving vehicles. Mm. Yeah, it's it, pretty cool. It's actually a cool fight. And I'm like, mm. I wish this could have got on for like five or ten more minutes, or yeah. or would it, they could have met earlier and fought and had two good fights or something. Mm. But he's still over the way they define Blackout's power. They're like, no, he's Ghost Rider is way more powerful yeah. than that. Um, but but while that's Ghost Rider's problem in general, is, is Rogue's gallery is. A little weak. It's like, a weak galley for sure. That's why he's really good as a cameo. Yeah, yeah. Not so good at holding his own series. He's good. He's good when a character is down to drive up and pick him up. Yeah. But I. Think, but no, like they got the bike right. They got the the trail of flame right. Mm-hmm. The look of the character. He just looks good. The first movie. Oh, I hear. Uh, that I'm reading the trivia in IMDb. Well, one Ava Mendez turned down the option to reprise her role. Good, because she had uh, no purpose. I'm in glad that. she wasn't uh, there. But also the second and only other piece of trivia: the Ghost Rider skull has been redesigned for the sequel the new skull appears to be black and charred indicating that the yeah. skull is actually on fire as opposed to clean fleshless skull yeah. simply yeah. cloaked in fire and that like looks in good stone. though in my traditional mind I think Ghost Rider has a white skull I, was actually, I actually like because you have to make some yeah. concessions for a movie like, uh-huh. I honestly think those guys got this job on the basis at the end of Crank 2 where Chev Chelios oh, yeah. flips off the camera while his face is on fire well, yeah. that, and there's also like there's great animated scenes mm. and like they, it looked like there were more hell scenes in, uh, from uh, the trailer not really really no. but I mean they, but yeah it's just like just all the reviews again were just like we didn't watch the same movie because their movie. There were a lot of critics saying it was worse than the first one, and I'm like, which is crazy. I know opinions are opinions, and fine, we can all agree, disagree, whatever. But like, you didn't watch the first movie if you think this is better. 
Yeah. Because the first movie has no style or direction or impact or fight scenes even. Let's say I that. No, nothing. It's just yeah. a boring movie that like thinks everyone is, is already interested in Ghost Rider when they get there. And it's yeah. like, I tell you, I'm the only one in this theater who that has movie- read every Ghost Rider comic and can't wait... Oh no, this movie's terrible. This movie needed to sell people on Ghost Rider. And, and this, this first one, like, it's still cheesy. It's got some cornball parts for sure, and it's oh, got some dumb lines. But like, Ghost Rider looks cool. Mm. He does a bunch of cool shit. Yeah, and when he's got he's... Stringer Bell from The Wire. It's got Ictus Sorry, Elba yeah. as well. He's pretty uh, good. Like, it's it's and got also Christopher Lambert yeah. is in it, basically playing Raiden yeah. from he's, Mortal Kombat. He's pretty much. He's <laughs> pretty much from the Outworld. Welcome. The voice he's using. <laughs> just I. Welcome to Outworld. Like, just doing that exact We're voice. glad you could come here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, as, if you're wondering about going to see it, it's like, it's dumb fun. It's like, it's there's still things about Ghost Rider that I, I wish I wish there was more of him actually fighting. And I, that was my problem with the Captain America movie. I never got yeah. a, I never got a sense of, like, watch Cap hand-to-hand take a bunch of people down. And yeah. I never really get Cap that. Cap is awesome, and they need to say that. They need but to sell that. Instead, it's like bouncing the shield off of shit. And it's like, well, that's true. That's Cap as well. Mm-hmm. But... He could kick a hundred guys' asses without the shield. That's the point. He's yeah. he's Batman. He's the wow. same thing. I, I'm looking at the first Ghost Riders. Uh, by the guy who directed it, Mark Steven Johnson, who did good Daredevil as well. The mm. movie he wrote after this, it wrote and directed after this, is called When in Rome. The Kristen oh. Bell uh, romantic comedy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm looking. I love going down his list as a writer. Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Okay, Electra. Oof. All right. No, Electra's one of the Daredevil. Worst. Daredevil is better than Electric. I know, but it, it shows an evolution. Yeah. You go down Jack Frost. Jack Frost. The Michael Keaton Snowman movie. Yep. And then we go into Simon Birch. Simon Oof. Birch, the midget Jim Carrey movie. Yes. And then down to Big Bully, Rick Moranis' last appearance. And wow. he directed the uh, Grumpy Old Men duology. Uh, wow, wrote really? The, the grumpy, yeah, but yeah, how I do you get from that. Grumpy Old Men to Ghost Rider? Yeah, maybe well, it was the, the wrong guy. Maybe the guy is. from Barbershop shouldn't have directed Fantastic Four. Yeah, uh, boy. Oof. And one last note about Ghost Rider 2 mm-hmm. was that it all takes place in Eastern Europe. And it mm-hmm. mu- it's so obviously for budget considerations. They're just like, it's cheaper to film in Eastern Europe. So but I feel like it looks fine for the character. It looks fine. But, it, but they actually like explain that it is set in Eastern Europe. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah they tell you it is. But well, I mean, the, the one thing you don't get is like the mm-hmm. one interesting thing the first movie did is him driving up the side of a building yeah. on the motorcycle. And it's like, that's true. That's an otherworldly thing that is a cool scene. But that's that Ghost the, Rider does. That's the only cool scene yeah. from the first movie. Which and it's all, all over the trailer to yeah, trick and, people. Yeah, and you already know that he's going to do it in the trailer. So it's like, yeah, who cares? Mm-hmm. I've already seen this 30 times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's the other thing. The cool scene where you see in the trailer where he like throws the guy up with the chain. You see the chain like flying through his hands. Then he grabs it, mm-hmm. yanks the guy back down. I'm like, mm-hmm. by the, I, was, I was hoping that was in the middle of an amazing yeah. fight. And it's like, mm-hmm. it just kind of actually just happens. Yeah. <laughs> when the climax is already over and you're like, I... I actually wish this was in the middle of a really cool like Dragon Ball style yeah. fight with people throwing each other through mountains. But it wasn't shit. as bad as X Men Origins Wolverine, which showed every good every fight good scene. action scene yeah. already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and Ghost Rider reminded me just like quickly, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some guilty pleasure like heroes that or superheroes that I like reading, even though I know they're mm-hmm. like silly or not as good as they should be. Even let's say about Ghost Rider, though I'd sure. never like, until. Until like two years ago, I hadn't read a ghost writer story I had read, I mm-hmm. liked, but I did read a good one recently. But really? uh, yeah, it was by Jason Aaron. He did a really uh, good run. I like him. Good guy. But um, well, so my pick uh, would be Hawkman. I I know <laughs> Hawkman is really stupid, uh-huh. and uh, Sean Baby summed it up best. So like Hawkman's power is to fly. On the Justice League, every Everybody. character that isn't Batman flies. Mm-hmm. You don't need a flying guy if that's all he can do. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I just like to... Can his... he talk to birds? Nope. He's yeah. just flying, and he's an awesome fighter. And he's also supposed to be like the Republican of comics. If if Green Arrow is the liberal of DC, he's the Republican. But then like uh, there was a Jeff Johns run on the character that was really good. Like He... He summed him up as like this savage gentleman. It was it was a really interesting like situation. The only thing that held it back was just he has a terrible rogue scholar. Like there's nobody cool for him to fight. And 
it just got disappointing after a while. I, like I finally like, let leather it go. glove man. Like who is a hawk's enemy? One is gentleman ghost. Gentleman ghost. <laughs> gentleman ghost. Yeah. Ooh. Who's a ghost from the old west, <laughs> and he and he taunts him with his ghostly inability. Well, to Well, I'm uh, practically invisible and. Uh, <laughs> Fun fact, the original Ghost Rider was an Old West character. Oh. Clad in all white. I did not know that. Yes. Mm. Before Johnny Blaze. Uh, Chris, do you have uh, have one? I don't have a hero. I mean, well, I, I, said, I said Rom, and like, yeah. obviously that's a guilty pleasure. Rom counts. Uh, it's a Rom count. Yeah, I mean, I don't follow him anymore, and like, I, I do think you could construe the Darkwing Duck uh, yeah. stuff as a guilty mm-hmm. pleasure, but they're really, really good. Yeah. Well, a uh, guilty pleasure is also defined by like how I had to say, you had to say is- Darkwing Duck there, I had to say with Hawkman, like, no, but really, guys, this is good. Like, there, there are reasons, it out. You can like, justify reasons that you like it, but I can see why you could call guilty pleasures. I, I say as, as far as comics go, my guilty pleasures, and I stopped reading it, but uh, Fable. Yeah. Like, Fable was yeah. A, definitely a guilty pleasure of mine. I had no idea I wanted to see uh, fairy tale people sexualized and brandishing guns. And uh, it's not great, but it's compelling, and I, I read way too much before like i it's becoming a tv show well then i'm gonna step the fuck away yeah it, uh, uh, i kind of fell out come across as a fan and then you guys told me the ghost rider counts and i said how the fuck dare you <laughs> i think well we're gonna have a little bit of problem with that yeah uh, do but, you have any other i mean ghost rider like yeah it was a character like i kind of started liking him at the exact same time i liked spider-man so he's very entrenched in my childhood uh-huh um yeah, those Ghost Rider like first twenty five issues from the nineties, I think, are just really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but int- uh, mo- more no- most notably, or more recently, I should say, uh, mm-hmm. in two thousand six, Ghost Rider relaunched after, of <gasps> course, it all trickled off in the nineties, yeah, and yeah, there was yeah. all kinds of stupid stuff that just ultimately doesn't matter. Uh, in two thousand six, Daniel Way came back and started writing new Ghost Rider comics with covers by Texaria who did all the art and covers in the early yeah. days. And it's a very distinct look, and he nails Ghost Rider. So like mm-hmm. all these covers from these 2006 Ghost Rider, it used the same logo from the, from the 90s, mm-hmm. and, it like, and it was great. It was mm-hmm. one story that was Ghost Rider Johnny Blaze gets mm-hmm. tricked into coming back to Earth, or just ends up coming back to Earth, and the devil comes with him. <gasps> but the devil is split into, it's something like, again, this is like going on six years since I've read all this, mm-hmm. five years maybe. Uh, it's like he gets split into 666 pieces. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Uh, yeah, I know. So he's got to find the Triforce of Power, Courage, uh, duct tape, <laughs> wine, eh, whatever. But no, he has to go find all these shards of the devil and destroy them all because if they get to meet back up and collect themselves, then devil gets reborn on Earth kind of thing. Like... Sorry. Yeah, like he can't just come to Earth. There's always some <laughs> dumb, like arbitrary reason why the devil can't just appear on Earth. Yeah, he's in this mortal plane. <laughs> yank, yank, yank. Whatever. The God, God has the God, the God. He's a great superhero. The one above part all. Part of Image Comics. Uh, he has like this writer, this contract. It's almost like the app, the iTunes uh, agreement you have yeah. to sign. Just Sixty-four to down, pages. Download Lady Gaga. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere in there, it's like, no, nah, no, you can't just come to Earth. Yeah. That is. One you got to play weird... by the rules, buddy. <laughs> that is one of the weirdest things about how Ghost Rider exists in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. But like, so that means heaven and hell are definitely real. Yeah. But the, I, in other books, they keep that as kind of a a question mark. You know, like in Fantastic Four. Like they meet Thor and other and Hercules oh, from other oh. pantheons, but they never go to. Well, actually, they do eventually go to hell. But um, yeah, they go to heaven and hell. And yeah, then, like but for Spider Man, he wouldn't like Spider Man. Actually, in a weird in a weird uh, recent comic, um, it's actually as far as I know the only image of this character. Hmm? But they have this character just called the One Above All. That's hmm. supposed to be God, hmm. not necessarily a Christian God, I guess, but just like God. Star Trek Five God. Star Trek Five God. Uh, yeah. like he's not like, and in a true sense, not like how Thor is a god of yeah, thunder from this pantheon. G, like capital G God, uh, he's above living tribunal. He's above eternity. He's above all the multiverse shit. He's just called the one above all. And I think the only representation was pretty recent. I don't remember what it was. A Spider Man something like a Peter Parker Spider Man or something like that. I don't know this one. And it's just him talking to somebody on a beach, and it's just Peter Parker talking to somebody on a beach, and he's like having this very insightful conversation about life, and I can't remember what the conversation was about, but mm-hmm. um, he goes, like, who are you? And he's like, man, you're really full of good ideas or something. I'm like, who are you? And he looks, and the guy who just looks, this unassuming guy looks, and his eyes just are, like, 
in one panel only. His eyes are glowing, shooting beams of light out of them. Mm-hmm. And then that's the only time they ever make reference. It's like, oh shit, was he talking to God the whole time? And wow, but it's but it's pretty but it's there. but it's done like the whole time you're just like, oh, he's just talking to some guy who's just being that random guy with a lot of good information in a comic book for no reason. Like <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you just got to get back on the horse, man. You're right. I should get back on the horse. Uh, that was my least favorite scene in Spider-Man 2. Where uh, like, the half hour. Like, <laughs> no, where Aunt May says to him, like, you know, there's, there's a, a hero, hero in all of us. I bet if Spider-Man were standing in front of me right now, he'd need to know that people like him. <laughs> so let me tell you. That, like, ugh. But scene. so, yeah, the Ghost Rider story. <laughs> the, the, the initial like several issues are all just about that Ghost Rider trying mm-hmm. to contain the devil and right. go destroy these different bodies, and it's you tell a lot of really cool weird stories with that. And it had the art of the old series, not not internal art for my, you know, but the covers, mm-hmm. and it just really felt like oh, they're bringing it back. And then of course, like most Ghost Rider comics, it just goes after same yeah. thing after like twenty five issues. It's mm-hmm. like and you've run out of this, you've run this into the ground. You should have just like left it, let it go. Yeah. But as far as guilty pleasure, a comic that you buy that I'm like. Yep. Uh, I bought every issue and loved Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane. I didn't think it was that bad either. Not, not just Spider-Man. I really Loves... thought you were going to go to Archie territory. Not, not, not Spider- it actually is close to Archie. Betty not, and Veronica Double Digest. Not Spider-Man Loves, but I bought Mary Jane, four-issue miniseries. Mary Jane Homecoming miniseries. <laughs> that turned into Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane as the ongoing. Wow. Like They had the balls to think what it was... What an encore. Yeah. Mm. And I love the internal... The artist, I don't remember the artist's name, but he actually... Yeah. It was wow. like it kind of anime. It was an anime style, yeah. but that but that person got to go on to just become a manga artist. So mm-hmm. they're like and peace. But it was I really just, and it's all just Spider- high school stuff with Mary Jane trying to get Spider-Man dates. Loves and, Mary Jane. I just mm-hmm. want to do like a 1970s sitcom introduction with those characters. Yeah, but obviously it was in another universe. Because it's in a different Mary universe. Jane didn't go to high school. Yeah, they're all in high school together, oh. and they're kids, and it's like. I should hate the fact this exists because it's the exact kind of thing cynical me would think is pandering and terrible. Yeah, but so it's Rugrats like all grown up. Yeah, that kind of thing. but it's like actually no, it's so the antithesis of everything else I'm reading that none of the girls are sexualized, none of them have huge boobs and tiny waists. Mm-hmm. They're all drawn absolutely normal, and they're married and behave like normal people and are written as people and not like it was like wow, this is. This is just pleasant to read. And it made Mary Jane like down to earth yeah. and it was interesting. It was also like one of the funny things about it was like you knew he was Spider-Man but she didn't yeah. and so they – it was cute. It's not cute. such a Kirsten Dursey cunt kind of – Oh, come on. I'm yes, just, yeah. I'm just... All right. Well, so if uh, you know, listener of Cape Crisis, if you uh, have uh, guilty pleasure, we'd like to know. If, Please. Uh, yeah. And we have a forum in which to do that. Hulkdick.com. Hulkdick.com. <laughs> and then it'll look just uh, like Laser Time. Yeah. Um, or you could just go to Laser Time in the forums. And, but uh, Hulkdick.com is your resource for uh, Cape Crisis. You'll always find those there. Uh, that is right. Cape Crisis. Might, might even be the RSS feed. I don't know. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't built all this shit. Uh, so, yeah, a few, like, I don't know, Nova, Green Lantern. Oh, I, I would put Rocket Raccoon up in there, too. Rocket Raccoon? I love Yeah, but he became so, awesome, like, right. Well, but he's still, like, never going to hold his own mm, book. Like, mm-hmm. I, But in Guardians of the Galaxy, he's fantastic. It's, Dial it's, it's H hard, for Hero. It's hard when, when like, we've, we have, we being oh, the, the three Nova of us. the Nova series was good. Yeah, the three of yeah. us on a regular basis have to, like, um be experts on a lot of different mediums. Mm-hmm. Which, doesn't it make all comic superheroes seem like guilty pleasures when we talk about... <laughs> doesn't it? I'm it's sorry, not always like, easy to defend in it, general. It, that's, that's, I think that was why it was hard for us to like distinguish a guilty pleasure here because like mm-hmm. we're all made to feel so, like shitty for like loving yeah. comic heroes. No, Captain America is yeah, cool. Yeah, no, really. Those oh, fucking yeah. Brubaker books you gave me were, were amazing. Yeah. Were absolutely amazing. Now, his run is, his run is uh, really great. And uh, yeah. just as a side question, if you can't answer that, um, I think we asked it on way back in the day on uh, Talk Radar. But uh, your first comic store, just the fact that like you had the same story I did. It's it's still mine still exists. It's still there. It just moved locations three times, wow. and it's called the Cosmic Cat. The <laughs> Cosmic Cat. The Cosmic Cat. Great. It, yeah. Great. Great name. I think. And it's Strange. it's gotten bigger. It's gotten smaller. And it's gotten bigger again. It's it's now in it's like its biggest carnation. That's incarnation, it's uh, over on carnation. yeah, it's biggest carnation to the prom. It's biggest in for in, damn it, uh, yeah, it's biggest inf- instant breakfast. Yep, all right, I was trying. Uh, I was, you know, but speaking of the power of suggesting Ooh. comics, 
Uh, one of the biggest reasons I wanted to start a comic podcast sure. is because, oh. like, on Twitter, uh, a lot of people would ask me, like, uh, I want to get into comics I, mm-hmm. because I talk about them incessantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, people would say, I want to get into comics now, too. What mm-hmm. would you suggest? And I always answer them. I'm pretty good at answering people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, tweet me at Henry G, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G, Henry G. Anything like Henry, that's okay. Uh, be so, your thing. This will define you. This should be under Wikipedia. So page. I wanted to uh, to expand that with a segment mm. on here called Henry's Pick of the Week. Let's see. <laughs> All right, wait. First episode, the sound yeah. effect might need some refinement. A lot of things that change might change after this episode. Okay. There's a but. Do you want me to introduce it? And do it again? No, no. Okay. Oh no, wait. No? Well, I think now we're out of it. Uh, no, no, okay. It's like wait. game deals, so... No, it's not nothing like game deals. <laughs> now we're back into your pick of the week. Perfect. All right. Henry's pick of the week. Uh, for the first one, I'm going with one that uh, mm-hmm. I usually suggest to a lot of people when they ask for their first, like, serious series, because, like, I don't know if somebody wants superheroes or grown-up stuff, mm-hmm. and... There's a great series that kind of straddles the line between the two, mm-hmm. and that's Gotham Central. Ah, which very was good. Such an mm-hmm. amazing like concept. So Gotham Central is uh, anybody that likes Batman knows the world he exists in. He works with Commissioner Gordon, mm-hmm. and sort of works with the police to take down super criminals. Mm-hmm. This now brings you to Gotham Central Station, where all the police work, and not all of them love having Batman show them up all the time. And they want to also, they're the major crimes unit mm-hmm. with uh, famous detectives like uh, Montoya, who is in the Batman animated series. Uh, actually, uh, his and, father was killed in Princess Bride. <laughs> uh, and then there's the detective driver, who's one of the other main characters, Christmas Allen. Uh, and they're, they're trying to investigate murders, but at the same time have to deal with all the crazy supervillains mm-hmm. in the Batman's world. And sometimes they're left as collateral damage from Batman. And it it uh, it's a bit like a police procedural, like mm-hmm. like Law and Order or a different show, or or uh, well, I don't want to say um, CSI because I don't like that show. Yeah! But, uh, uh, but yeah, it's one of those except Batman's in it, and so it has a very grown up tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's written by Brew Baker and Greg Rucka, yeah, with and- uh, with main art by Michael Lark, who and his his style is very down to earth, perfect, like real, but- yeah, and it's so. So if you're looking, if you like superhero comics, and but you want to like start reading some more grown up things, it's a great stepping stone to other mature series from like Vertigo and whatever. Or if you were looking for Batman that doesn't take itself too seriously, or it does take itself more seriously. Actually, yeah, the thing I loved about it is one, yeah, it's so down to earth and paints a very real picture of what living in Gotham City would be like if you mm-hmm. are just a normal person trying to do your regular job which is always going to come into conflict with these otherworldly things, such that in the first, every story arc tends to have a supervillain in it, Mm -hmm. but they use the character so infrequently, such that when Batman shows up, Mm -hmm. it's for like a panel, Mm -hmm. and everyone stops what they're doing, because you feel the impact of like, it's this larger-than-life character. And so when they go into a building and they open a door, and holy shit, it's Mr. Freeze, like you feel the, like for the first time you see this character with Mm -hmm. with new eyes. And it, it, yeah, that's what just totally blew me away. Was this? It's normal dudes on their way to a crime scene. Uh, body, derp, derp, uh, coffee, um, uh, kids in trouble at school. Open the door. Holy shit, Mister Freeze! And then he freezes a guy and kills him. And then it's like you feel the impact of everything that's happening, weird. and you're like, mm-hmm. what? This is. Yeah, and then the jo- the Joker story is like one of the best Joker stories I've ever read. It's a little bit more like if. You were in Batman's shoes, but not being Batman, but mm. you. You're not being unkillable like yeah, Batman yeah. You, is. And you infinitely killable. Just the way this series starts, it sets up everyone is vulnerable. No, Everyone's in over their heads, mm. but they can't leave because this is where they grew up. This is their home. They, they can't just abandon Gotham City. Yeah. And then the series just goes totally off the deep end because DC ties it in the Infinite Crisis. Yeah, so because it was never a bestseller. Yeah, so but the first, because you people won't read. <laughs> so the first thirty issues or thirty six issues, they've all been collected multiple it's times. Great, uh, they're out there. And also, if you like the um, you know the grittier feel of the Christopher Nolan Batman mm-hmm. films, this is very similar to that too. Like so, like I said, Gotham Central, Ed Brubaker, Greg Rucka, Michael Lark, great. 
great series to get started with if you're looking to start with comics. Mm. Right. We need to be taken out of his pick of the week, by the way. Oh, oh that's right, yeah. Uh, Otherwise, we'll never know. <laughs> God, we need to get you a new sound effect. Uh, Maybe a so, nice bamf or something. Yeah, uh, just a... Uh, it should be the Colossus yell, if I may. <laughs> might not be bad. I can keep no, that up for It'll you. take too long. Sorry. Uh, I'm timing this. Well, so that takes us to the end of our first episode of Cape Crisis. Where can right? people find this place, Hank? Uh, you can find it on hulkdick.com. <laughs> uh, they're also a part of the Laser Time Network. You can find it on there. That's same in the, it'll be in the Laser Time forums comments. Answer the questions right in there. our yeah. forums. What is your favorite guilty pleasure character? Or where was your first comic store? And what was it called? Is it, is it still there? Does it still exist? Does it still Mine exist? does not. Though maybe Doctor knows that Lana does. I went to a place does. in Jacksonville, like, and you're from from there, right? Yeah. Well, mine's in Orange Park. It, it's now like it has to like it's weird. I think back in the day we did we wouldn't have allowed that, but it has to be uh, a tabletop gaming store. Mm. Oh, it, I definitely it, went to one of those. They make sense those. now, but like to to have comics in those. You know what? I think mine was one of mine was still open, but it wasn't my regular one. But that's what they are now. Yeah. They're like they're Warhammer and then comics. You've got to, you've got to actually. Uh, all right. So thank you very much for listening, and we will see you in two weeks. Cape Crisis. Yeah.